God is merciful and he gives much opportunity for a person to turn away from their sins and convert, but for a certain period of time. There is a limit to the opportunities he grants, but if a person has rejected so many times God's truth and the opportunity to be saved, God then gives them up to exactly what they want, to a life without him. He gives them up to their own evil desires. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world. Today's message is about the fulfillment of the Word of God. One of the greatest riches we have within our reach is the Word of God. We do not have to guess to get things right before God. We don't need to wonder about what will happen now and into eternity. All the things that truly matter are found in God's Word. And undeniably, God's Word will be fulfilled in one way or another for good or for evil in our lives, depending on how we choose for it to be fulfilled. God's will shall be done just as it is written, but we choose how that happens in our own lives. Today's message is inspired on Mark chapter 14, verses 53 to 72. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, blessing and honor and glory and praise be to you, O Lord. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. For you and only you are worthy, O Lord God. Hallowed and glorified be your name. Your kingdom come, Lord God, and your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. I pray, O Lord, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you may please always remember us in your mercy and in your grace, O Lord. I pray for your forgiveness, Lord God. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us to understand that your word is ultimate truth, and that it will be fulfilled, Lord God. It will do what you have sent it to do, Lord God, for good or for evil, depending on how we choose, it acts in our lives. Heavenly Father, help us to be sensitive to your word. Help us to be sensitive, Lord God, to your will. Help us, O Lord, to understand that your word is life to us. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Today's key passage is in Mark chapter 14, verses 53 to 72. This is the word of the Lord. And they led Jesus away to the high priest. And with him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. But Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimonies did not agree. Then some rose up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But not even then did their testimony agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But he kept silent and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him, saying to him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, what further need do we have of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. 
Then some began to spit on him and to blindfold him and to beat him and to say to him, prophesy. And the officers struck him with the palms of their hands. Now as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, you also were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it saying, I neither know nor understand what you are saying. And he went out in the porch and a rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him again and began to say to those who stood by, this is one of them, but he denied it again. And a little later, those who stood by said to Peter again, surely you are one of them, for you are Galilean and your speech shows it. And he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. The second time the rooster crowed. Then Peter called to mind the word that Jesus had said to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And when he thought about it, he wept. There are many things that we can take away from this passage. One of them would be, of course, the injustice that the Lord Jesus Christ suffered for us as part of the sacrifice process, if you will, that he went through to finally die for our sins. His sacrifice didn't just consist of dying. He suffered the injustice of being betrayed, arrested, mocked, beaten, unjustly accused, tormented, crowned with thorns, made hungry and thirsty, and finally killed in the most humiliating and agonizing way any human being could ever be killed. The sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ was quite horrible, and he went through it all for you and for me. He suffered and died for us, the sinners. He took our rightful place in the cross. This is certainly one of the things we could talk about. But at this moment, the Holy Spirit is compelling to talk about the fulfillment of God's word. In this passage in particular, we see the fulfillment of quite a few scriptures in the life of Jesus Christ. Things that were said that would happen hundreds, if not thousands of years before they actually occurred. And this is something we need to be very mindful of. The word of God will be fulfilled. And this is something irrefutable and undeniable. For it is written, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. And it also says in Isaiah chapter 55, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And so at this very moment, much end times prophecy is being fulfilled. There are things that have happened recently and that are happening right now that are occurring just as the word of God said it would. Here are some of the many things that are being fulfilled. In Romans chapter one, for instance, it says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God 
into an image made like corruptible man, and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their ever, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. These things are happening right now and probably more than ever before, where many people are even confused sexually, all because they refuse to believe in God and refuse to give him the glory that he deserves. There are many people at this very moment that God has handed them over to a reprobate or debased mind, and that is why they're doing what they're doing. They're ultimately doing all kinds of foolishness because of their rebellion against God, things that even go against their nature. God is merciful and he gives much opportunity for a person to turn away from their sins and convert, but for a certain period of time. There is a limit to the opportunities he grants, but if a person has rejected so many times God's truth and the opportunity to be saved, God then gives them up to exactly what they want, to a life without him. He gives them up to their own evil desires. And rather than a person deciding their own fate, God is the one that pushes them away and makes their reasoning go away after they have rejected him repeatedly over and over. Why? Because he is worthy. God is God, whether people want to admit it or not, accept it or not. That is just a reality. And even though God is love, he is also just righteous and the ruler of the entire universe. Here is another passage that is being fulfilled presently right now. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Doesn't this all sound familiar? We live in a time where most people only think about themselves. 
There is an incredible and astonishing sense of selfishness throughout the entire world. Most people are only watching out for number one, themselves. And what about the love of money? People will do just about anything for money. They will sell their dignity, a concept that is now quite foreign in our society. They will sell their loved ones. Many people will do unspeakable and unimaginable things for the love of money today. And of course, there are people that are not only outspoken of their fallen ways, but now they are proud, boastful of their sinful condition. Once before there existed such a thing as shame, but that exists no more today. Shame has been abolished as a society. People used to feel bad for the wrong things they did, but that is a thing of the past. And what about how people treat their parents? The word tells us here that there would be a time of children being disobedient to their parents. But as a society, we've gone even beyond disobedience. Now some children even beat their parents and some even kill their own parents. And of course, what about those that take everything that belongs to their parents and put them away in a retirement home and leave them abandoned and destitute? Horrible things happen with parents today. And what about the love for pleasure? People seek experimentation with sexual adventures, with substances, all kinds of things, all in the pursuit of some form of pleasure, no matter how wrong or against nature it may be. And people now are more gullible than ever before. Anything they hear about or see or read somewhere, they want to try it out. They believe it through and through. Most people can't think for themselves anymore. They go by whatever a computer monitor tells them to do or a so-called smart device. Do this and it will make you happy. Buy this and it will make your life better. And like that, people destroy their families, their marriages, fornication, adultery, and perversion is glorified now. And that's why many people hear the gospel. They are around it somehow, but cannot come to accept it or, or learn it because their sinful ways override any and all reasonable thought. Is it reasonable to sell your soul for anything this life has to offer? Does it even make sense to give up eternal life for minutes of pleasure, for elusive and temporary things? No, but people do it every day and all of the time. They love sin. That's the time we are living right now at this very instant, and it will only get worse, just as God said it would in his word. Now, someone might say, well, if all this is happening and God said that it would happen, then how is it our fault if we are just going along with things? And the answer is that God knows everything and how things will be now, in the future, and towards eternity. And he has also structured and set things to happen a certain way. There are things that are just immovable that God has set into motion. But there is always free will. The freedom to choose individually on how things will be fulfilled in our lives. The Lord said this, and he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come but woe to him through whom they do come. Bad things are supposed to happen. People are going to do what people are going to do. The overall design that God has set in place will be fulfilled word for word, but our own individual paths are not set. We all have the freedom to choose whether we want to be a part of the world's offenses against God and our fellow man or not. God's word is fulfilled, but either for blessing and eternal life or for curse and eternal damnation, depending on what a person decides individually. The world is in a state of spiritual decay and decadence. 
now more than ever. But as people, we do not have to be a part of that course. We're not obligated to that. We have the hold of sin in our lives, but that chain, that cycle can be broken through the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to set us free and the decision to choose for him and to follow him is all ours. God will not force anyone to follow him, nor Satan can force anyone to follow him either. We're moral free agents to choose for Christ, to choose whom we wish to serve, whether Satan and the sin within our flesh or God and his Holy Spirit and word. You and I do not have to be part of the fulfillment of the evil that is taking place in this world. You and I do not have to set paths to the eternal destruction when we choose to follow and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Our eternal salvation is secure if we choose to remain and abide faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, from a practical perspective, how can we overcome this world and the evil desires within our flesh? By repenting and converting from all of our sins and accepting and making the Lord Jesus Christ our literal and effective Lord. That's how we break definitively with any and all bonds to this world and join his kingdom. And as a result of that decision, because it's a choice, we have to continue choosing for the Lord at every crossroad. We have to continue following him. And this is also what he said to his disciples and left written for us. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so we have to watch and pray. We have to be vigilant of what is happening all around us. How do we do that? Well, we should read and study his word so that we know what we're looking at, what we are experiencing. Since everything is founded and subject to free will, God has put the, his word within our reach, but we must desire to look for it, to search for it, to read and study it so that we can understand clearly all things. And through that decision of denouncing sin, and making him the Lord of our lives. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us by faith and he will guide us and help us understand. The great thing is that we don't have to do these things alone. We have him to rely on. And how should we pray? Well, prayer is a way to talk to God. We don't have to memorize canned speeches or learn eloquent words to speak to God. We do, however, have to come humbly before him through the Lord Jesus Christ. But prayer is a manner to just talking to God. We were taught to pray for his will. Of course, we can ask for help with our needs and challenges. God is just that good and loving. But we need to use prayer to request his guidance, to have his will be done in our lives and around us. Why? Because God's will is what is best for us, even though we may not understand it at the moment, or even if it may not make sense to us right now. 
The Lord gave us a model prayer, not so that we have something that needs to be repeated over and over, but rather something so we can understand priorities and structure our prayer. For he said this, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so we need to pray to the Father, but we can only do that when we belong to him. When we accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of our lives, God does not listen to people that do not belong to him, that have not yet made a decision for Jesus Christ. A person must belong to God. They must make a decision for the Lord in order to belong to him. We are not born children of God, contrary to popular belief. Secondly, we must glorify and honor him. We need to remember who we are addressing. We're not talking to just anyone, to some guy off the street. We're talking to the almighty God of the universe. So we need to come humbly and respectfully before him. And then we need to pray for his will in all things. And why is that? Because we need to align with him. If we want to effectively belong to his kingdom, then we need to align ourselves with his kingdom. You gain nothing if you just look to do your own will. And why is that? We need to be realistic. We have no clue of everything that exists around us, let alone know the best outcome for things and even what is best for ourselves. This is just too much that is unknown to us. So we should always rely on the Lord and we should look to do His will. Praying like this is what will help us to be ready for whatever comes our way. God's word will be fulfilled in one way or another. And how it is fulfilled in us individually depends on how we decide we want for God to see us. This is what true faith is about, that if you truly believe in God, then you believe that he sees everything that you do and that he will someday judge you accordingly. If you live that way, then God's word will be fulfilled in your life, but for blessing and eternal life, especially in the end, when it truly counts and matters. Everything that we see today will one day go away. And praise God that it will be so. But those who truly love and fear the Lord will live forever because God's word will be fulfilled in them for all eternity. It is a certainty that God's word will be fulfilled in all things. If there's anything we can count on, it's that. God's word, word for word, will come true. And according to his word, there is an imminent end that is coming for all humanity, and there is a final judgment after that. For it is written, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. The heavens and the earth will pass away, and every person's flesh in this world will also pass someday. Every person will face their physical end at some point, guaranteed. There is no discrimination there. Whether a person is rich or poor, famous or unknown, powerful or weak, every single person will come to a certain end. And after that, they will be awakened to face God's judgment on all humanity. And if a person wants for God's word to be fulfilled for good, for eternal life, then they must look to do God's will while here on earth, 
which all starts by submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. For it is also written, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. I am very certain that there are many that wonder why we always come to this point. And the reason is that our opinions don't matter and have no bearing or control over what God has set. We need to do God's will in our lives. We must do as he says if we want to live forever. There is no other way. And we need to understand that through and through, without any doubt, and live accordingly. There will be many surprises on that day. People that thought that got it right will not be found justified before God's judgment. There is only one way, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as he said it, and it was left written, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Lord Jesus Christ must be the effective and literal Lord of our lives so that we can get to the Father. This is the only way that God's word will be fulfilled in our lives for good and not for evil. I urge you, start submitting and obeying the Lord today for your own good and sake. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise you and I worship you for your goodness. I give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ. I give you thanks, O Lord, for your word, for your truth. Thank you, O Lord, that you have left such a great thing for us to follow, that we don't have to wonder about the truth and we don't have to guess at things. We can know exactly what we need to do to be able to find eternal life and to be able to live a life that is pleasing before you, Lord God, so that we can fulfill the purpose for why you made us to begin with. Thank you, O Lord, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity of salvation. Help us, O Lord, to do the best that we can, Lord God, through your Holy Spirit, with that salvation that you give us. Help us to understand, Lord God, the reality that we will face a judgment someday and that we will give an account for everything that we do. Help us to understand, Lord God, that depending on the choices that we make is how your word will be fulfilled in our lives, whether for good and for eternal life or for evil and eternal damnation. Help us, O Lord, to understand that we need to love you, fear you, and serve you and follow you. Blessed be your name, O Lord, forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.